that time, the sports talker. Here's TJ Walker. Hello, everybody. Friday edition of the Sports Talker here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. An absolutely gorgeous day in Louisville. And as we had on the show yesterday, one of Louisville's newest residents, Mike, my buddy, he's, he couldn't get enough yesterday. He's back again today. Uh, as if you remember from yesterday, I said he was starting his job uh, today and he wouldn't be here. Uh, no, he didn't already get fired, which wouldn't have been a huge surprise if he did. Uh, but they cut him loose earlier today, had to make, make him go do a drug test and I guess uh, awaiting the results for that or have they already come back? I passed with flying colors. You passed with flying colors. Well, good for you. I'm glad you passed uh, the, the drug test. A funny story about drug tests, as we, as we start the show talking about <laughs> drugs, is supposedly if you, have, if you take Adderall, which is a prescribed drug, it can show up in a drug test, just your typical you know, pee-in-a-cup drug test, that you are taking meth. So a funny story, and I don't know if she wants me to share it or not, but it, she, uh, who cares at this point? I'm already, I'm already deep into the story. So my girlfriend, when she was applying for her drug, um, her, her job and had to do and had to take her drug test, she gives it back. She she gets it to the company, the drug test company, whatever they're called, and they get it back and they say, well, everything was fine except you tested positive for signs of, of meth, <laughs> which is uh, really, you know, if you're going to do drugs, smoking weed in some states, that's allowed and would be okay on a drug test because it's legal. Uh, some states, it's it's not really frowned upon. Even it's a, it's a baby slap on the wrist, but pretty much meth across the board is frowned upon in the United States. Uh, no way, no two ways about it. So, of course, my girlfriend doesn't do meth, as far as I know. I don't know if somewhere in our apartment there could be a lab. I don't think so. But the chat explained to them that she is prescribed Adderall, and that's why it came up that way. And sure enough. They, I don't even know if she had to retake it or, or what the deal was, but she got the job. She's not, she's not a meth head, and, and everything's happy in this world. Uh, so I'm glad that your test came back positive, Mike. You haven't uh, obviously been doing any drugs. And what a way to start the show here on a Friday. As always, tweet into me, at T. Walker Rivals. Curious to hear what you thought about today's Kentucky game. Uh, Mike and I got to watch it here. I was a little bit delayed, eventually caught up and got to watch the whole thing, and uh, an impressive win for Kentucky. Really, the score might not indicate how thoroughly UK dominated that game over the Dominican Republic. And I'm a little surprised, to be honest. I, I didn't. I don't know if I would have predicted the Dominican Republic to win because, again, Kentucky's bench is so deep that it could beat uh, a lot of teams, uh, a lot of national teams. I don't think it. Could, I, I don't. I definitely couldn't beat any NBA teams, but it could beat a lot of good teams because it has such a deep bench. And in these exhibition games, this is kind of a this is as much as a warm up game for the Dominican Republic as it is for UK. Well, those other teams that they're playing against, the French national team, Puerto Rico's B team, whoever it may be, they don't have a, a bench like Kentucky does. So uh, I, I wasn't surprised to see Kentucky win because it's a long game. Other other teams, Dominican Republic Republic team was going to get tired, but the way they went about it and kind of put that game away for the most part in the first half, I, I thought was really impressive. Uh, no Yates today. We do have Trevor working in the studio. He said he's going to chime in here and there. Trevor, did you get a chance to watch UK's game? I watched uh, all the way up to about 
two minutes, I guess, into the second half until I came up, had to leave the house to drive up here and be able to hang out with you. And I was fortunate enough to see a couple Marcus Lee alley-oops before I left the house and watched Kentucky begin to start to pull away. He's he's some kind of athletic, isn't he? Yeah, it's it's scary to think that, and I've talked about this on my show last week and listened to you talk about it too, it's just scary to think that a guy like him is going to maybe get, what, eight, nine minutes sporadically through the season on an average per game. Yeah. And he could go to, you know, I would say 60%, maybe 70% of uh, Division One colleges and probably play 15 to 20 minutes and be a top three option on any other team. Yeah, I, th- I would almost put the number more than that just because mainly because there's so many other teams. But I think. Now, Dakari, uh, I put it closer to 85, 90 like you do. Well, I'm on the same boat with you on that one. But Marcus, it is funny a guy like Marcus Lee isn't going to see a ton of minutes, but I do think it's going to get to a point. In some games, maybe it's a game myself. Nobody saw that coming out of Marcus Lee there. He won't be as big a surprise this year, but again, it's going to be tough for him to get off the bench. And again, it's worth noting that Kentucky is doing all this without possibly two of its better front court players. Willie Cauley-Stein, I think, is definitely uh, – actually, I don't think it's safe to even say he's definitely the best front court player, but you'd put him and Dakari Johnson ahead of the rest. But the way Carl Towns has looked in this – Bahamas tour I don't know if that's fair to say and then Trey Lyles I don't think is probably one of the better front court players at the beginning of the year when he signed you would have thought that was the case but it's it's kind of if, if Trey Lyles is as good as Carl Towns Dakari Johnson and Willie Cauley Stein right now then that, that that's just an unbelievable front court maybe the best in the history of college basketball I would go as far as saying Mike you got a chance to watch the game today what jumped out at you uh, as a Kentucky fan Carl Towns, once again, you can put him on the right block, left block, and he can do either way. He, he can attack the rim from any position. Great passing. Same thing as always, just very impressive. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned this on Twitter earlier in this week. I don't remember which game it was, but and you saw a lot of this out of Carl Towns in high school. And remember, Carl Towns didn't play AAU basketball. He just played high school, and then he'd do some camps. Uh, so his parents were big believers in letting kids be kids and letting him have his summer to do what he wanted to do supposedly he can drive a golf ball 300 yards he can pitch 90 miles per hour supposedly he can do everything um some athletic wizard perhaps but uh you would watch him in high school and he would get the ball on the block like mike is talking about but instead of backing down and using his ginormous frame uh, he would just he'd back down and then once it was time to score he'd fade away to get uh, more time and a better shot selection uh, and you know kind of get in rhythm as he faded away and, and get a shot and in high school that would work because he'd be going up against six seven six eight maybe six nine guys for the most part playing high school basketball up in New Jersey in college that's not going to work he's going to be going against six ten six eleven seven foot guys as he went against Eloy Vargas today the former Kentucky uh, player i was gonna say star or standout <laughs> but the only reason he stood out because how tall he was and how few minutes he played no disrespect to eloy vargas i but think you're stretching it when you call him a player in general it's it's no disrespect to eloy vargas i kind of feel bad for him he was a a highly recruited player coming out of high school because he's so big and went to florida and never really worked out for him on the on the college level but again it, it makes sense for it not to work out at kentucky because he was behind anthony davis uh, Terrence Jones, even Josh Harrelson, who was uh, a, a pretty good college center. So not a lot of playing time for Eloy Vargas. But uh, you saw Carl Towns today, finally, and he's done it a couple other times this week, but he's starting to go away from fading away from defenders instead, just putting his 
uh, shoulder into him and getting at a good spot at the rim. And, and he has been a great finisher so far from what we've seen. I think he's only going to get better again. He should be going into his senior high school and he's playing college basketball against national teams. The Dominican Republic team, it was uh, – Trevor, was it nice for you to see Francisco Garcia and Edgar Sosa go against Kentucky again? It, it, it did give me a little bit of goosebumps. I'm not going to lie. I did get a little uh, – that, that kind of feeling you get when you climb the rope in gym class seeing uh, Garcia and Sosa out there. And, but uh, fortunately, unlike their uh, time at Louisville, they came up a little short. It, it was uh, – I – when John Calipari coached that Dominican Republic team, I had the privilege of being able to interview them. Carl Towns was on that team, and I don't think I don't think we were allowed to interview him for whatever reason. Kentucky media didn't let us, which really you would think that wouldn't be their say, but whatever. Uh, that's neither here nor there. But we were able to interview Edgar Sosa and Francisco Garcia because they they were part of that team, and it was a fun story to see how, what they thought about being. two are some of the best interviews I've ever had. I put both those in my top three interviews that I've ever had. Just polite, nice, good quotes. Obviously, Francisco Garcia is a professional and has been doing it for quite some time. Edgar Sosa, though, just an all-around good guy, and he had one of the more memorable shots in Louisville history, at least the past decade, uh, coming against Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky fans don't like that, but uh, but on the right side of history today, beating them and and going to the Domin- uh, beating the Dominican Republic, and they'll play them again on Sunday before the Dominican Republic goes to play the United States and goes and plays in this FIBA World Cup, where Carl Towns will join them, which will be interesting to see him switch sides. I would have to think he'd be a starter. Yeah, he would start over Eloy Vargas. I don't think there's any question about that. TJ, As with a- your depth, even without Lyles and Colley Stein, why don't you just let Towns play for them this week? They could have used him a lot more than you could have, even with the impact he's had on your team this week. Priorities. <laughs> Him developing and building chemistry with Kentucky's front court is much more important than the Dominican Republic. And honestly, I, I think we all know and done player. He's going to have the rest of his career to play with the Dominican Republic. He said that he wants to play with them for the rest of his uh, for as long as he can play basketball. And yeah, you know, I, I don't think off the top of my head there's any young Dominican stars that are coming up in in the basketball rankings, but you know, you got to imagine if Carl Anthony Towns continues to progress, he's going to be a pretty good pro. I don't know if he'll ever be, I, I would think he could be an all-star. I don't know if he'll ever be, you know, one of the best superstars. Yeah. Like Mike said, or a top 10 player in the NBA, but it would be fun to watch him on an international scale going against team USA. If he continues to develop and we'll get to see that him as a 18 year old, in a few weeks as they take on Team USA. But uh, another player that stood out to me today, that he stood out week after week, um, or at least game after game, rather, is Tyler Ulis. But for me today, his three-point shot looked great. I don't have the box score in front of me right now, but was able to hit at least two threes, maybe three. Uh, how dangerous of a player do you think he could be, Mike, if he's able to hit at a consistent level from deep? I think it'd be very dangerous. He could he run the court, and people are going to have to keep an eye on him the whole time. And if he's sitting back there, and from the threes he shot today, they were very, very pure-looking shots, and they didn't rattle in. They just went straight in, and he can be very dangerous out there. Yeah, they, no doubt about him. And he didn't hesitate to shoot him. He looked comfortable pulling up, and it's still kind of funny seeing a five-foot-nine guy uh, shoot. You know, we play pickup basketball all the time, and that's 
normal to see a five foot nine guy shoot, but it's funny in college basketball when you've got everybody that's at least six foot three, six foot four, in Kentucky's case, six foot five, six six foot six, and you have this little five nine guy pull, pulling up. But he hit two, he has two or three from deep. And he's going to get a lot of those shots because the way teams are going to play him, first, they're most likely going to be playing in a zone so he can find the holes there. But if they don't find the hole or, or if they play a man, they're going to obviously play off of him because they're going to be so worried about him being able to drive right past them and score. And as much everybody's making kind of a big deal about the freshman, not so much Devin Booker, who's been fine. He hasn't, he hit a three today. Uh, he's, been I think a pleasant surprise uh, but and people are also talking about Alex Poitier so there's no doubt he's looked great was watching the game on non-HD today um, for whatever reason I accidentally recorded it in non-HD but when I was watching it to start I couldn't tell the difference between Alex Poitier and Dakari Johnson which is kind of scary to think that your three your wing player is kind of has the same stature and build as your center and uh, both of them just had their way with the Dominican Republic today. And Alex Poitras being able to hit two or two threes will go a long way. I don't think he's going to be able to hit a consistent level this year from deep, but I don't think he has to. But if he proves me wrong, then that's only going to help this Kentucky team even be uh, more dangerous moving forward. But my point was, before I got off on Alex Poitras, is that the Harrison Twins have been great this weekend, and nobody's really talking about them. I don't know if that's maybe because it was expected that they would be better, or it's just you haven't seen some of these other guys, so it's easier to talk about them. But I would say maybe Andrew and Aaron Harrison have been the two best players for Kentucky this weekend. And again, nobody's really talking about them, but they've been great. We're going to talk more about the Kentucky game heading forward, and we're also going to talk some Kentucky football. They The offense met with the media today, and an interesting quote from the offensive coordinator, Neil Brown, uh, just basically told the media, I'm not talking about quarterbacks today. I'm sick of talking about the quarterbacks. I've talked about them every day. I don't feel like doing it today. I wonder, uh, I kind of have a problem with that. I don't know if it's, I don't think, I might be alone in that. I might be kind of being um, stuck up and saying I have a problem with that. But I'm going to talk more about that when we come back from the break here on 1450 The Sports Buzz on a beautiful Friday. So stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Sports Talker with T.J. Walker on 1450 The Sports Buzz. The Sports Buzz. A few notes before we get into 
the UK football talk for a brief second. Wanted to mention Notre Dame with a little academic fraud scandal that resulted in four starters being removed from the team. I don't know too much about the details of this story, but it's it's a big blow for Notre Dame. I don't think anybody was predicting Notre Dame to make the national title again, a game again this year. And speaking of that national title game they went to back in 2012, I guess, it was on SEC Network today. And, I mean, what a joke that game was. And what a joke Notre Dame it was for Notre Dame to be in that game. I'm so happy for the playoff. Not that Notre Dame wouldn't have made the playoffs that year, but they just would have been blitzed in the semifinals by whatever team it would have been. Probably wouldn't have been Alabama. They would have been on the other side of the bracket and would have been exposed for the overrated team that they were that whole season. Uh, I'm just happy that we're done handing two teams a ticket to the national championship game and having whichever one's better that night bringing home the crystal football. I'm I'm thrilled to be able to have the college football playoffs, and I think it's going to be just as exciting, if not – yeah, just I think it will be just as exciting as the NFL playoffs, to be honest. Uh, so looking forward to that. But big blow for Notre Dame. Louisville plays Notre Dame this year. Uh, I think that's going to be a tough game for Louisville to win just because it's at Notre Dame. I know Louisville's going to be bringing a lot of fans. It's going to be a cold game. It's going to play into Notre Dame's. More so, it's going to play into Notre Dame's style. Uh, but that game definitely looks better for Louisville now than maybe it did um, five hours ago. And the funny thing about that is, on our message board, House of Blue at CatsIllustrated.com, somebody last night posted in a thread that major news, major negative news is going to break about a Midwestern power football program on House of Blue. And that's all it said. It, they said they couldn't really talk much about it. I'm going to try to look for the original posts of what was said uh, there's there's a story that goes with this you know he edited it and uh, he ended up deleting the whole thing because it turned into he deleted his initial post the thread's still there but he de- deleted his initial post but it basically just said that something bad was going to happen to a midwestern football power it's going to break tomorrow and everybody knows how message boards work it, this turned into a topic about what schools are Midwestern and whether or not Ohio State's a Midwestern team, if Michigan is considered Midwestern, if Wisconsin could be a Midwestern team. People did mention that it could be Notre Dame, and then it turned into people talking about why would a Kentucky subscriber know that something big's going to break, and people started to call the guy a liar, and the thread really spun out of control. It was funny. People posted maps of what was the Midwest and what was the <laughs> South and what was what. And it turned into this big um, a debate. And then sure enough, news broke today that a Midwestern power had a, some negative bad news happen. So the guy was right to begin with. And um, At any point in the entire thread, did they actually talk about what could be the sanctions that could hit the school or did they just basically debate geography? It was all geography. Um, and, and, you know, I guess a few people threw around like, but the guy was very vague about what it was. He just said that some negative news was going to hit and then people kind of got upset about it saying, why say that? Why be so vague? If it doesn't have to do with Kentucky, why not spill the beans on what it was? And there's a good chance that the subscriber just didn't know what it was. Um, but posted it on, of all message boards, he picked ours. I'm glad he did. 
but it was uh, a fun it, it's funny just how what nobody else knew this nobody else had word of this last night you didn't see any hints of this on twitter and then sure enough one of our subscribers broke the news first that something was going to happen and uh, it's just funny sometimes you got to believe things that you see or at least you know where there's smoke there could be a fire do you guys and, consider another name midwestern do i do either of you gentlemen Absolutely. I absolutely do, yes. Yeah, Mike's from Mike's from Chicago, and I'm sure he'd consider Illinois Midwestern. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know. Does it have to be like what's – I didn't know if like the uh, the Mississippi River was like some kind of like east of Mississippi, east of St. Louis would be considered – do you have to be west of the Mississippi to be considered Western, though? I mean, what's the criteria? I don't know. I, I think it's just it, – Midwestern, obviously nobody would consider Ohio west – but back when the you know the kind of the phrase Midwestern began, in terms of where most of the population was, Ohio was west of where most of the population was, and it's as like the 1800s, teach yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we're it goes not colonials back, anymore. <laughs> it goes it goes back a while, but the name still sticks. And so Ohio's Midwestern, Indiana is as Midwestern as it gets. Nebraska's very Midwestern. Iowa, places where corn is in abundance, I consider Midwestern, and Missouri is Midwestern for for the most part, I, I believe. Uh, it's, it's I just have, I just had trouble thinking anything in Indiana be considered West. That would make me think like California might as well be Japan. Then, what would you consider? What would you can? Well, there's Midwest. It doesn't mean it's all the way west. It's just it's Midwest. Uh, but Midwest is, is like Kansas in the middle, mid. That's hence the, the name. That's that's no, what that, I consider. Those are the plain states. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. So there is a difference. So the middle is actually on the east. The middle is actually the plain. This is like ordering a drink at a movie theater. Like when a what? small is a a medium is a large and a large is, a, is an extra large. What would you consider New York? East. Eastern. Consider- I mean New England. Eastern Eastern uh, Coast definitely okay. See, you're this is a, a pet peeve of mine, and uh, definitely not accurate. Okay, it, it is. If you told somebody from New England that New York was in New England, they would be offended. They would be very very mad about it. New York is Mid Atlantic. People forget Mid Atlantic, but yeah, that's I, the thing. I forgot about Mid Atlantic. Mid Atlantic is New York. Uh, Pennsylvania is technically mid-Atlantic, New Jersey's mid-Atlantic, and you know, it's not really until you get to Massachusetts that you get into New England. What a fun debate we're having on the radio show today. <laughs> All because this is just like I, I was kind of making fun or at least poking fun at our message board, and then sure enough, Trevor, look at where we're at. <laughs> Ten minutes later, we're discussing geography again, yes. But really the biggest debate of all is what you consider Kentucky. Well, South. So, I think everyone ever outside of maybe the state of Kentucky would consider it South. I, well, I th- I would say South. Uh, I you know I don't know if Louisville really has a, a super Southern feel to it. It's kind of a hybrid. It's got a little bit of everything, which is one of the reasons why I love it so much. But you go to places and you go to South Carolina. Uh, if you go to Southern Alabama. That's not really like Kentucky. That's the deep the South, TJ. There's difference. Okay, well, that's fair enough. That's true. Do you consider yourself a Southerner? Do I? Yes. I, I Not really. I consider myself a Kentuckian, so whatever that means. Okay. Thank you for what I guess what it's worth, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if that necessarily means I'm a Southerner. I definitely don't consider myself a Northerner or a Midwestern. You're neutral. 
So I'm just, I think a Kentuckian's the safest thing to go. It's Geography 101, as Rob Blackhawk says on the talker today. Rob, Rob's from Texas. I, I wonder what he considers Midwest and what he, if he considers Kentucky South, because, it, and really some people in Texas don't consider Texas really the South. It's kind of its own South. It's kind of just Texas. I agree uh, to that. Texas is Texas. There's no North, South, East. It's just, and if you're in Texas, you're East Texas, West Texas, or too close to Oklahoma. Too close, yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, I think that's probably accurate. I think Texans would probably, for the most part, agree with that. But anyways, funny on the message board, and it's always a fun debate to get on here on the show today. But there was another. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the purge that supposedly happened in Louisville tonight, but we'll save that for the last segment because I, I need to talk a little bit about Kentucky football today. I'm looking forward to that. I need a new TV. The purge. Yeah. All right, well, say, save that thought on you for a new TV because that's, that's the, one of the questions I was going to ask. But Kentucky football. Neil Brown saying he's sick of talking about the quarterbacks. He didn't let the media ask any questions about the quarterbacks. I haven't read the transcript of today's practice to see if anybody did ask about the quarterbacks. But I've got a problem with this. And I, I like Neil Brown. I think he's I think he's great. I think he's going to win big at Kentucky. I think he's going to be a head coach eventually. I think he's got a very bright future. Wherever he decides to go, I don't know how long he's going to be at Kentucky, but I do think he's going to be successful here. But I do have a problem with that, and I don't think anybody else said anything about the quarterbacks. Neil Brown later on kind of mentioned them briefly in the in the media in the media opportunity. But just said, I'm not talking about them. I'm so sick and tired of talking about them. Well, Neil Brown, if you just named a quarterback, that would end the problem. And again, it's not his job to please the media and try to rush that decision. But for the second straight year, you're going in to just a few weeks before the season starts, and you haven't named a quarterback. And not surprisingly, the last few years, quarterback play has been terrible for Kentucky. So if you don't want to be asked about the quarterbacks every day, then name a starter, and guess what people will ask? They'll ask about the starter and how he's doing, just as much as they'll ask about other players and how their progression's going. So I didn't really like that answer. As long as you don't name a quarterback, I think you are. it's fair game to ask how they're doing. Things change on a day-to-day basis. Players have good practices. Players have bad. I think it's fair to ask how one quarterback looked today. So I didn't really like his answer there. Again, it's not the end of the world. I don't have a major problem with it. Mike, you, you don't follow UK football closely, but let's say there's a quarterback competition in Green Bay. I mean, there kind of was last year when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. What if you had Mike McCarthy say that he's not talking about the quarterbacks? Would you have a problem with that? Uh, I definitely have a problem with that. You want to know who's going in there. Because, you know, different quarterbacks have different abilities and how they would, how you, fans like to think they know how they would play in the system and more fun to analyze the players and honestly what else are we going to talk about right now well i mean what else is going on with uk's football team that and we're lucky enough as media to get to talk to them uh, most days they take a few days off during the week but we're lucky enough to get to talk to them most days it's not like uk basketball where you only get them once a week maybe maybe twice a week if they play a couple games in the week uh, but you know what else is going on you can only ask so many questions about if the wide receivers are coming along, if the freshmen are starting to look good. You, you can't even talk to the freshmen after media day until the first game, so you can't even talk to the freshmen right now. 
So what else is there really to talk about besides the quarterback race? It's the thing on everybody's mind. It's the most important position battle going on right now. And yes, I'm sure it's annoying answering that question every day, but it's kind of your job to answer that question every day and to give fans and media an insight of what's going on in those practices. Trevor, am I way off base here thinking that Neil Brown kind of made a mistake today? Uh, no, I don't, no, you're not way off base, but I don't blame him. Mean, you you're, should expect asking that question at this point to probably get an answer in some way in, in that way. I mean, he could have been more joking about it and kind of taking it with a grain of salt, but I guess he's just getting a little aggravated about it, and it's going to continue even after the season starts, after he names a starter. There's going to be people still ask, you know, if so, you know, Tolles comes out and has a so-so game in week one, and the questions aren't going to end in week two. Well, and that's – but even then, then I'm – you know, that's understandable uh, if, you know, at that point, that is the storyline. Right now, there's not really a storyline. It's the same thing. The quarterbacks don't look good. And I get what he's saying. I get why it's annoying. But I kind of agree with you. He could have just said all the quarterbacks did some good things today, get, did some bad things. None of them really stood out. I, I don't, you know, feel like going into details about it because it was just kind of a, a, a normal day for the quarterbacks. And I think people would have been like, okay, well, he addressed the fact that it was just, you know, Nothing's really new. It just kind of comes off as, not, I don't think rude's the right word, but it's clear that he's annoyed by the, quarter, the questions about the quarterback race. But again, as media and as fans want to know, it's the only thing really going on right now. Rob Blackhawk tweets back in, says that Indiana's Midwest, I always consider the South as any place below the Mason-Dixon line, which that's what a lot of people say. And he sent a nice little picture of the Mason-Dixon line, which basically just goes north of Kentucky, north of West Virginia, underneath Pennsylvania, up past Missouri. I, I don't really consider West Virginia a southern state. Really, I don't consider Virginia a southern state for the most part, although if you go back to the Civil War, they certainly were. I don't even consider West Virginia a state. <laughs> I could, I'm, yeah, uh, well, uh, there's, there's states I like less in the Union than West Virginia, Trevor, but I don't think I should name them. To me, it's just the province of Virginia. Really? Technically, that's how Kentucky was founded. It was part of Virginia, and then there's just so much land that they just gave it a new state. But, you know, you can't have Virginia go from coast to coast, I suppose. Uh, West Virginia is a pretty state. I'm not saying that it's a place with a lot of great, um, you know, that you can go on great vacations, you know, seven-day vacations. But it is, if you if you have to drive through a state, there's worse states to drive through than West Virginia. And I'm talking about a state maybe just north of Kentucky. I thought you were talking about Alabama or Mississippi. Really? No offense, Trevor. The drive from Louisville to Chicago is maybe one of the worst drives in the country. Oh, no, it's not that bad. I, I, I've done it a couple times. It's not the worst drive. No, driving from Louisville to New Orleans, going through the entire state of Mississippi, that's a bad drive. And I I'm, not talking, I'm, I'm not talking about distance or no, time. No, I'm not either. I'm talking about going through the state of Mississippi. There's absolutely I'm nothing talking, in the entire state. Okay, what do you see on 65 North or 65 South? From Chicago to Louisville or Louisville to Chicago. Same thing. And be basically pl- flat lands. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, at least with West Virginia, you get mountains to look at. Yeah. I, 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 you know, Mississippi, at least there's trees. At least there's those fun <laughs> trees that get blown around in the hurricanes. I'm, 
I never thought of it that way. I guess yeah, they at least have trees. Okay, good for them. You have windmills in Indiana. That's, that's the most. That really that's a is cool. Like, th- I like that. I liked. I hadn't seen that because it'd been so long when I drove to Chicago a couple weeks ago. It'd been a couple years since I've been to Chicago, and I, I don't. I didn't remember those. I like those windmills. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh my gosh! Listen to you. I mean, I guess me saying trees are exciting is kind of <laughs> sad, but I think saying windmills are exciting makes it a little bit worse. But those are giant, and, uh, cool windmills, man. There's a there's an action movie where a guy gets killed by one of those windmills. I'm trying to draw a blank on it. I think it was one of the. Probably not a good one. And speaking no, of action, it wasn't. Strip, I've got to bring up the point of you, the music, go ahead and into the break. Again, <laughs> we, always have, we always have this discussion when you're working the board, when I, it's my radio show. What, what was going on there? Uh, you think that's good? Why do you take your next break here in a second? I got one really lined up for you. Uh, I don't know. I'm in a Bahamas mood, so I went with a little Billy Ocean, Caribou, uh, Caribbean Queen. Uh, I'm kind of in a you know, festive uh, beach mood today. Because of UK's Bahamas trip? I guess, yeah. That and it's Friday and I'm ready to have two days off and have nothing planned but yet still have two days off. <laughs> okay, well, uh, hopefully, yeah. Just Basically, t- po- 48 hours of playing DC United on FIFA 14. Maybe just a little bit, some better music heading into this break. Oh, well, I got something really good lined up for you. Yeah, let's <sighs> just say the name Bertie Higgins. Let's just just no. remember that. Never heard of that name before, and oh. I'll never hear it again unless you're doing my radio show. But uh, we talked a little bit about The Purge. We talked about it yesterday. Terrible movie. Don't see it. And uh, unfortunately, I dragged uh, Mike along to see it with me a few years back. Purge 2 is out right now. I haven't seen it. Supposedly, Purge 3 is going to happen in Louisville tonight, or at least according to some social media warnings that it's going on from 830 to 6.30 tomorrow morning. Uh, if you don't know what the purge is, it means anything is legal for during that time. All crimes, uh, there are, there's no such thing as a crime during that time. You can basically do whatever you want. Uh, it's kind of a scary idea. It's a scary thought, thinking that might go on in Louisville tonight. I doubt it will. I think it's kind of a, a hoax. I hope it is at least. But it's still interesting to think about. It's still... Uh, an interesting conversation. Let's say that there was uh, there there was a purge tonight where anything was legal, except for hurting other people or killing other people in any way. So you could do any crime that didn't result in somebody being hurt or killed. Trevor, what would be the first thing you would want to do? Uh, the first thing I'd do is I would hit up a U-Haul, uh, store and steal the biggest truck they have. Uh, and from that point, I would probably run it straight through the front door of Best Buy and then, uh, have kind of one of those old school Toys R Us, uh, shopping spree moments like you used to see in this kid, you always wanted to win. But I believe really? Louisville's not the only one with this rumor. I, I was reading on uh, line on, one, I think, one of the news stations. There's about four or five other cities that this has socially became, uh, a, a, a rumor of being at other cities starting tonight as well. I hadn't heard that. Um, I'm, it doesn't really. I, I figured eventually, when the Purge movie came out, that people were going to do stupid stuff like this. Uh, what if there were? I wonder if eventually in college, Mike, there's going to be Purge themed parties where it's just isn't that the Duke Lacrosse team? It's that's the, <laughs> it was always a Purge themed party for the Duke Lacrosse team, but. Uh, <laughs> What would happen though in a purge that everything was legal except hurting or killing other people? That might 
I'm not, that certainly wouldn't be worse than a normal anything goes purge. But Trevor, if you wanted to go steal those TVs, who could, who could legally stop you? Uh, legally, no one. People bigger than me, a little more quicker than me, those people would be my biggest competition, not the law. That almost, to not be able to defend your property or your belongings would. I mean, you could uh, defend it. I mean, if the people at Best Buy, I don't know how many, how much, you know, the, the workers that get paid minimum wage care about me stopping me, but I mean, if the guy that, like, CEO of Best Buy stood no, there as a Rambo gun, he could kill me and stop me from entering. No, but the rules are you can't hurt other people. Oh, then, uh, then yeah, nothing can stop me. Are they just going to say, please, please put the TV down? I mean, that would, I mean, you'd have to have a nice defense, I guess, set up where it would be hard to break in. But if you've got a, a U-Haul truck going full speed, I think it's going to find a good way to get in there. But it'd be interesting. The first thing I would do if the purge was legal, but you couldn't hurt anybody or obviously kill anybody, you know, obviously it's going to be people stealing things, belongings. I think I would just rate. I think I, I mean I'd certainly want to rate a grocery store because that's one underrated thing about being a, a grown up is how much groceries are. It, it's easy to spend a hundred dollars at the grocery store and have maybe two weeks worth of food. Who'd have guessed the skinny guy between the skinny and fat guy would have said grocery store? I, that amazes me. Yeah, that, that that's I think I think I would do. I, I definitely need a PS3 or a PS4 or whatever the new one is or whatever it is. Because uh, I haven't had one since it was stolen from me, purge style. So I need a new one of those. Maybe an Xbox One. Maybe I'd get both. Um, I I wouldn't mind getting a new car. Obviously, I think everybody would say that. Maybe I'd find one of those. Mike, what would be on tap for you? Uh, you pretty much. I mean, electronic stuff. Pretty much is what I would go. You need a place to stay. I yeah, do you need a place to would stay. need to steal a house. Which I don't know after don't know the purge was over, what would happen with that? Know. But. You know, you could or maybe a mobile home. A mobile, yeah, a mobile home would be would be okay. But uh, the Duke lacrosse team. It's a good one, Trevor. Thank you. Now, here all week. Try this. Try the veal. Second show different than the first. That's that's why you get paid the big bucks here on fourteen fifty. The sports buzz is to make jokes like that. Uh, but we need to head to our last commercial break. We'll come back, have one more segment on this beautiful Friday in Louisville. Uh, I do apologize in advance for the music you're about to hear. Do not adjust your stations this is coming from my radio show via trevor we'll be right back here on 1450 the sports buzz we had it all. To the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. And we're back. One final segment here on 1450, the Sports Buzz. We've got Little League Baseball on the TV. Nothing more exciting than Little League Baseball. Pennsylvania against Tennessee in an opening round Little League World Series game. Michael's asking how many pitches a pitcher gets to throw. I know these days it's not as many as it was when I was a kid. I, I think when that Louisville team 
where was it? Valley Station? Correct. Kiwi Valley? Yeah. And they, when they won it all, I knew that you could throw into your hundreds. Uh, you could throw 100 pitches as long as you started the inning. I think 100 pitches was the limit. Now, Mike is thinking it was 75 pitches. It's certainly down from what it used to be. And Trevor, I'm sure back when you played back in 1950, it was unlimited. Oh, we didn't care. You could you could start four straight days and throw 100 and some pitch. I think it's actually down to 60 now. And there's a different chart too. Like if you go between one and 20, you can't pitch for like so many. You can pitch, you know, how many days you have to take off between how many pitches you have. It's charted like one to 20, 20 to 21 to you know 29 or whatever like that. And the more pitches, obviously, the more days you have off. And if Pennsylvania is playing Tennessee, I guess is that Mid Atlantic versus the South. That would be it. All right. Davis is pitching a girl, and and the the, the girl for Pennsylvania, correct? Mm-hmm. Is pitch. Yeah, she looks good. She is throwing some fire, but uh, just curious about that. Does I'd, she look like the girl in dodgeball who got the the brownies uh, suspended from the the contest? No, <laughs> no, no. That would be. Uh, I think that might kind of throw some suspicion her way if that was the case but uh she kind of has dreads and looks (laughs) i mean she is she looks like a the real deal in terms of uh, a a little league pitcher that's you know not scared to to compete with anybody but uh, remember what was his name back in i think 2000 2001 danny almonte the pitcher who who had the age scandal was 14 really was it was that the age? Was it fourteen? He was. You're supposed to be twelve year olds, and if you or some are thirteen, depending on their birthday. But he was. Yeah, he was fourteen when the when it actually started. He pitched for the. Uh, he did some minor league baseball as well. I want to say in college and even minor league. I I know that uh, ESPN and he's kind of spoke to media recently about everything that happened. I thought he was older than that, but now looking pictures of of him. Back when he played in the Little League World Series, I mean, he obviously does not look like a twelve-year-old. Oh, not at all. Uh, not at all. But we didn't have HDTV back then. He he said that he they never asked him what age he was or what what age he wanted to play with. With and um, I haven't watched the whole short story, just some quotes of it. And he felt that um, his his father took advantage of him, and it made him feel bad. Well, you know, as a 14-year-old, even then, I don't think you're going to have enough, you know, courage yourself to tell, to, you know, snitch on your own dad and say what they're doing is is wrong. But uh, anyway, Trevor, before I forget, terrible song going out of the break. I, I knew it was coming, and it's you didn't disappoint. I, I know you have a normal song you're supposed to play at the end of the show, but I, I'm really torn whether to still play your song like I'm supposed to or the one I've got one more in my in my and my holster, so to speak, that almost is perfect for my theme today for your show. After what has gone on today, Trevor, we've already derailed far enough. You can do whatever you want. And, and you did text in over during the break and said, at least your mom and dad like the music today. And my dad did text me a YouTube video of the song you sent me, and, <laughs> and which is weird. I didn't know my dad even knew how to send, uh, send YouTube videos, but he was able to do it anyways. So... Did you watch the music video of uh, Key Largo, which is a, a classic 80s music video? Um, no, and that, maybe it wasn't the music video that you sent, because the music video he sent to me is in black and white, so maybe it was another one. But uh, that's, um, 
if you know Trevor, you don't want to be in that same conversation as my parents, do you? Well, first of all, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, how your parents are probably no more than fifteen or so many years older than me, anyway. There's nothing wrong with being being cool with the parents. They were cool in their day, and they're still cool now. They they are still cool now, but their music choice is not not cool. But anyways, moving on. Let's. Uh, I, I before we have to go, I, I do want to get yours and Mike's opinion on my fantasy football draft that I've talked so much about. We'll probably spend the whole hour talking about on Monday, so everybody can just get super excited about that. And okay, so it's a keeper league, and Josh Gordon is not going to be kept. And we don't know what's going to happen with Josh Gordon. We're not going to find out what's going to happen with Josh Gordon for likely a week. So when do you draft him? When do I when do I take a risk on taking Josh Gordon? And when would you all take him? I guess I'll start with you, Mike. Uh well, late in late round, but it is a keeper league, so they have to take that into factor. If you need a wide receiver, who do you have? Marshawn Lynch and Pierre Thomas are your two keepers. I'm going to probably keep Wes Welker, but Wes Welker and Marshawn Lynch. But you're, that's a good point. It is a keeper league, so you get Josh Gordon, and as long as he stays in the right mindset moving forward, he could be a guy to keep for years to come. So that's a, that makes him even more worth the risk, even if you don't have him this year. That's a good point. I didn't really think of that. Uh, Trevor, where do you weigh in on this? Uh, I would probably, it's, you said it's a keeper league. I'm assuming there's at least 10 to 12 people in it, so it's probably at least a 20-round roster. I'd say anywhere after round 9 or 10. I think at that point you could probably take a flyer on him and, and a chance it because at best you're only going to get him for eight games maybe. So it's a 12-man, so 24. You, when the draft starts, it's basically the 25th pick. You keep two people. Uh, he will not be around by league by the round round nine. I'm talking – I think he's going to be picked in the first three rounds. No, I wouldn't I think mean, that's too much of a gamble for me. Because there's a chance he's going to play this year. I mean, there's a chance he won't be suspended a game. That's unlikely in my opinion, but there's a chance. Yeah, there's also a chance he could only play eight games or play zero games. Okay. But again, it's in the, but even worst case scenario, it's a keeper league, so you'd get him for the following year. Again, I don't think I would do I, – I, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. This is something I'm going to have to think about. We're running out of time. But this was a fun show today. Uh, Trevor, as always, it's, it's fun to be able to talk to you. And, Mike, thanks so much for uh, joining me the last few days as you uh, are now officially living in Louisville. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. So we'll be back on Monday. Everybody have a good weekend. Enjoy the rest of the Big Blue Bahamas tour for UK fans, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks for listening. There's a place called Kokomo That's where you wanna go To get away from